everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We are still exploring the theme around our father wound and talking about our dads but this can this episode really can be related to any parent or any family member we're talking about healing from parental expectations um today it was a special request by my amazing rewrite your story membership who will be exploring the theme of father wounds every every week because we have like um journaling prompts and a community and we meet twice a month so if you would like to join us it's a female only group and we um it's 13.99 a month um also don't forget that my heart's happiness healing hub has launched so you can access the mini course on power of no and then the eight week course which i've been running for a long time but now it's like a self-learning along with other supportive things like we still have Q&A and we still meet and chat and stuff like that. So I'm going to pop all the details in here. And th- these things, um, both workshops, actually, workshop and the eight-week course help with what we're talking about today, which is parental expectation. Okay, so let's talk about this pattern, okay? Um, if you are somebody that is looking for mum or dad to give you validation or you're struggling with their influence over your life or their expectations, then this episode is for you because I'm all about living life for you and your own happiness and starting to break some of those patterns to try and please your parents. Okay, it does really fall into the people pleasing thing. So what is probably the root wound that is happening beneath the surface is that you were, when you were young, a girl or boy, that you got into the pattern that um, with mum or dad, but let's just say dad because that's what we're talking about this month. Um, so dad would, you know, maybe be emotionally unavailable or be angry or not always present or very critical or, you know, any of these kind of patterns. And so you decided unconsciously, that, oh, if I do what he wants, then he you know, is happy with me, he gives me a hug, he gives me love, he gives me, he cheers me on. So as always, I'll just refer that back to myself and my story. So my dad was a teacher and he was big on academic success. And even as a small child, at five, instead of playing in the garden in my holidays or anything like that, he would force me and my brother to do maths workbooks. And I hated doing it. I wanted to play. I wanted to go play with my friends. I wanted to play in the garden with my brother. But basically, he would just get so angry and upset with me if I didn't do the paper. So I would do the paper just to please him, to make him calm, to make him... to. It was my way of keeping myself safe by, you know, doing what he wanted. 
but then that then he'd want more so he would want me to get a really good test mark so then i would try really hard to get a really good test mark and sometimes i wouldn't get a really good test mark and then he would be disappointed and angry with me and maybe not let me play so this is kind of he sort of gave me this message of this conditional love and it wasn't just around like my education it was in so many things you know i was told from a very young age if you ever get a boyfriend we will disown you we won't talk to you anymore if you don't marry someone we like we are going to cut you off and we won't be there for you anymore um you know like there's a lot of that and especially i come from a south asian community it's it's rife it is everywhere so i remember even you know years later my mum I didn't know if I wanted to get married because I'm all about trying to figure out what is that I want and what makes me happy and my mum was really like putting pressure on me and like well I would really like you to and it would mean a lot to me and like you know like almost like that's what she'd live for to see my wedding day and um my instinct is to want to please her like okay well I've got to get married because it's what my mum wants and I want to make her happy that is generally um, you know, she was really sad and she was really upset when I said, I don't know if I do want that. She wasn't very pleased with me. I was disappointing her. I could notice in my body that I felt unsafe, that I felt worried, that, you know, gosh, she's had this massive abusive marriage. <laughs> she's not even going to see her daughter get married. Like, what a bitch, what, what am I like? Um, you know, and and we all do that. So if you're doing that with your family, like, oh my God, I have to see them on Sundays. If I don't, they get so upset. They don't get on themselves. If I don't see them, they won't be happy with me. Or, you know, they've got no one but me. If I won't do it, nobody will do it. Um, if you are like that, it is without a doubt the your form response, basically. So when they sort of, had this expectation etc and you want to say your truth like actually like me i don't want to get married um you know i could already see by her facial expressions that she's not very happy with me or that oh my god like i'm the worst person ever and i could feel that in my body right so like my tummy getting tight or getting a bit hot or or whatever and, and feeling guilty um in that moment and that feels so uncomfortable to me and, but what I learned to do growing up was to give that power away and just do what they wanted. Like, obviously, as a small child, when I give that scenario of my dad and the, and the math papers, um, you know, I didn't even know I had the option to be like, sorry, dad, I'm going to go play. It's my holidays because he was the boss. Right. Um, and and that's the pattern. That's what's happening in your nervous system. It's quenching up like that. So what I would say about this area and about you know, expectations and parental, like, oh, we really need you just to do this to make us happy. We really need you to have this kind of job. We really need you to do that is stop it. <laughs> Sorry. But like, I have had this big thing about this. So my mum, for example, has lived for me and my brother her whole entire life, like her whole entire life. And by me doing the things that she wants me to do, like, I know I got married, but that wasn't because of her, but doing other things, like, you know, she's asked other things of me or, you know, spending time with her or making her feel less lonely or anything like that, like help helping her or over giving to her. 
um, because she's on her own and she lives on her own and all that kind of stuff, that then I'm actually robbing her of her own journey and sitting in the feeling of when she does feel lonely and she's not feeling like she's not loving maybe living on her own. Um, and that's not to be cruel because I do see my mum and I do spend time with her, but that actually is an opportunity for my mum to grow and to to heal and stuff like that. So your parents, you know, if they're like, oh, you know, you must come every day and we mu- I must have you there. It's a codependency. It's, you know, I'm only okay if you're okay. We must be together all the time. It's even a meshment. But like when we allow ourselves to be free and be our true versions of ourselves, that's when we actually become you know us but our parents can find that really difficult so I think the thing to work out about family expectations is to write down those expectations like they expect me to marry this type of person or they expect me to go round at this time every day or they expect me to go to every family function or they expect me to do this or expect me to do that and I would look at each of those things and be like what feels true for you like what do you truly want to do What do you truly want to do? Because when you're going around trying to please your parent instead of yourself, you are taking away time and energy from your own healing. So when I was, for example, just caretaking my mum and even my dad when he was alive, I I really wasn't doing them any favours. Caretaking my dad did him no favours because he didn't get the help that he needed because he had like some weird little therapist as as a daughter and he never got medical mental treatment which is totally what he needed uh, because I thought by giving him what he wanted I was doing a favor for him by emotionally regulating him I was helping him out but I wasn't and that's the thing like your parents sitting with that discomfort of you not coming on Sunday you know is a thing for them because you're showing telling them what your boundaries are so it's like you going through all the things the expectations that they have for you and then being like, how does that feel? Like, what do you want to do on a Sunday? I actually really don't want to hang out with them. But what what do I feel? So look at the boundary. Do you actually want to do that or not? And if you are doing it, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you authentically want to be there and you love spending time with them? Like, I love spending time with my mum. We, like, walk together in the field every single day. Um, but And I do that because I want to, not because I feel I have to, right? But... If she was like, come over for dinner every day or whatever, I'll be like, mum, no, that's too much. But the thing is, I'm sure she'd love that. I'm sure she'd love me to be there to avoid her own journey, right? So basically, you've got to think about whether it's what you want. And if if you're doing it, what is the feeling that it brings up in you? Because you could feel angry, frustrated, pissed off about it. Or, you know, you're doing it and you're not doing it even. So if you don't do it, like how I felt when I said to her, I don't know if I want to get married, was guilt. Like I felt extreme guilt. I felt like a bad daughter. Like, a, you know, she's been through so much. How could I not do that for her? But big newsflash, it's not our job to make our parents happy. It's their job. It's their job to make themselves happy. And I could, you know, have a hundred weddings. If my mum's not happy on the inside, She's never going to be happy because she'll be. I mean, I know she had a lovely day for a wedding. Don't get me wrong, and that's a different kind of thing. But like, um, you know, happiness is for from her. So yeah, I, you know, experience, we experience the guilt when we do we don't do what our parents want, 
right? Like I experienced a lot of guilt when I went against family expectations to live with my now husband. Like we lived together for two years. We dated for that for a year. And I told all my family that we were together. I never like lied or made a secret of it. And that is very not normal with my family. People don't tell their parents for ages. They don't tell their uncles or their aunties, but I never hid it. I was very open about it because that's who I try to be my authentic self. Because when I try to pretend and hide away, it actually makes me feel ill. So, you know, I really owned it. But saying that, I owned it, but I felt guilty. I felt guilty that we didn't live together. I felt guilty that we were having a relationship. I felt guilty that I was breaking. I felt like a bad, 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 bad girl. I felt that shame. And um, the first year of us dating, I, I don't think I dealt with that very long. Well, I even like came up with stories and assumptions that my like other family members were not trying to meet him and didn't like him and all sorts of stuff. But that never happened. That was just me and my guilt and my shame story. So I, the thing is, I did these things, but I, earlier on, like, you know, three years ago, or, you know, when we got together, I didn't have some of the tools I have now. Like, now I would be, like, tapping on the guilt, tapping on the shame, tapping on it, going to the field. Basically, as you feel the guilt and the shame go up, you want, it's a sign that you are crashing, so you're going into your trigger, um, and your body's going into a stress response. So what you want to do is bring yourself back into um you know alignment so for me it's like I will tap on now or around my body I'm it's safe for me to have boundaries it's safe for me to say no it's safe for me because actually it is safe for me and when you have boundaries with your parents then they learn from that as well they may not like it either I mean we'll come on to that in a second but they do learn from it so again we with my mum, you know, we had such a enmeshed relationship that I did say to her, look, mum, I can't, We, I wasn't living at home at the time and I can't come see you every week because I've really got to sort myself out. I'm never going to meet anyone if I'm like having a relationship with my mum. And um, she took that really well, <laughs> but I think. And it was probably just because it meant grandchildren or something. But like, you know, it was important for me to say that. So, you know, you might have to be really honest with your parents. Like, I'm on a healing journey, seeing you every week. Um, you know, a whole day of my week when I could be going out and meeting people and doing things I enjoy and living my own truth um, is important to me. And then, yeah, they may get angry or sad or they might be like, that's fine. They're probably not if if you're scared of telling them. But, yeah, they might have a reaction to that. And that's okay. You know, it's even saying it's okay that you're upset about that. I can understand that it's upsetting, but this is what I need to do for me and my own journey and, you know, getting my life the way it is. And even if your parents are like, oh, you must have this kind of job. I mean, I can't tell you how many people are disappointed in my family from leaving the BBC. Um, you know, uh, someone I love very much was like, but why did you do it? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, it's a really good job at a really good company. Like, what are you doing? And I felt, oh, I felt like I got punched in my stomach, you know, just seeing the disappointment on their face. And um, like, he just thought I was crazy. He was really disappointed with me. He was like, almost like, it's really reckless. Like, what are you doing? You've bought a house. I could feel it, that deep shame, that deep guilt 
weighing on top of me like a brick and I just wanted to go you know I wanted to like please him and be the good girl right and because that's the thing choosing yourself choosing your own future saying no having boundaries is not really the good girl or the good boy it's not it's not that is it it really isn't choosing yourself and being your authentic self and being different from the crowd is not always going to be understood by our parents because they're where they're at on their own healing journey and with my uh, family member who was really upset with me um I just felt oh and I could feel myself freeze I was like my heart was racing took a couple of deep breaths and I spoke my truth I was like you know I love this work that I do with my clients I cannot do both it's making me really unwell and I picked the one that I love the most and I, I know I can make it work. You know, I, I appreciate that. Maybe you wouldn't have done that, but this is right for me. And you don't need to worry. I'm a grown up. I'm going to be able to figure it out. Um, so that's the thing as well. Like sometimes, like with my, it was my uncle that said that to me, whom I love. He's like the sweetest man. And, um, you know, I understand that he is saying that to me out of a place of love, but out of a place of fear himself and a part of his own intergenerational trauma you know like my family are immigrants in this country and they have when they arrived they were very very poor and that is but in all of us it's in me it, that fear is in me so when he's saying that to me I have compassion for him and I understand that it's coming from a place of love but also I understand that I can do what's right for me and I still um like want the validation I'm not gonna lie I want everybody to just tell me that they're happy with my boundaries they're happy with my life decisions but they don't have to be happy that's up to them they don't have to be happy with it with with that so what I try to do with the seeking validation piece is that if I'm not gonna I'm not always gonna get it from my parent or I'm not always gonna get it from my loved ones I'm not gonna always get it from my auntie or whoever that I used to get validation because I'm living life differently to what they want for me is to start to be able to give it to myself, like talking to myself in the mirror nicely, getting myself coaches and mentors that can validate me, getting a community that can validate me, ringing a friend when I'm having a bad day because I did something to step into my truth and to be authentic, but somebody wasn't happy with me. Like I have to say that I can really relate to when you put in a boundary or you say no, or you say, oh, I'm not coming on a Sunday and someone lashes out at you like, I really hate confrontation. My whole body really reacts to that. So I really understand it. But what I've started to do is just really stay grounded in myself, in my body. Like like when they're losing it, I'll just be breathing and just focusing on my feet on the floor, staying in my body. What will happen with me is I tend to like freeze and sort of disassociate and leave, but try to be present and let them say what they want to say. And then, um, you know, say my truth. Like even for my wedding, um, I made decisions. Like it was a very small wedding, which um, in Indian standards is again, not the expectation. So I'm going against family expectation. And I disappointed people that I, that I love because of the choices I made about the guest list, etc. And, you know, somebody had a go at me about that, was very upset about my decisions which is why in the past I haven't been strong enough to be able to take those decisions because I didn't want the backlash because I thought, you know, I'm not going to survive a backlash. But now what I do is I do a lot of self-care to bubble myself up. 
before I see somebody that I know is going to probably challenge my boundaries or my values or what I'm going to do. Um, I will listen to them. I'll let them get it off their chest. I try not to be too massively defensive. I breathe into my truth. This is the re- This is the facts of the reason of why I've decided to make this. And they may agree with me and they may not, but it's okay. So, something I'm saying as my mantra right now is it's okay for somebody not to like me. It's okay for someone not to agree with my decision. It's okay for me to hurt somebody else's feelings in order to take care of myself. Like, I'm not saying I'm not, it's not okay to like go punch someone in the face or anything like that, but I'm just saying it's okay. If I say that with love and kindness, but it's my truth and it's me being authentic to myself, that is okay. And that is, this is so important to be able to build up your self-worth. And this is such an amazing skill for those of you that maybe are struggling to get into healthy relationships to be able to do this within within your families is going to build a whole muscle that you can then bring into a relationship as well, right? To be like, this is okay and this is not okay. Like, I have no problem saying that anymore in my relationship. But I, I think the place for me, the really hard one was with my family, you know, um, not just my mum, my, my dad, my uncles and my aunties. I adore them all so much. I so want them to love and adore me I love and adore them but for such a long period of my life that was conditional love that you must follow these rules you must marry this type of person you must do this and I I so wanted to be that girl for them I really did I really you know I went on like 27 or 28 or maybe 30 arranged marriage dates for them and I used to have a panic attack every single time I used to feel like I was being strangled, but I just so wanted to be that girl for them. I so wanted to give them that big wedding and do the, all the things, even though I felt like I was dying inside and it was completely not right for me and really un like just not me, but it made me so miserable. So that's the thing, if saying yes to others, saying yes to your parents, being the person they want you to be, doing the job they want you to do, be with the partner they want you to be with if it makes you miserable I mean they're not going to be around forever and then you're at your end of your life you could have so many regrets about the choices you made right like I think my dad he did so much for his family for his mum and for his dad um he was just really pissed off when they died he was pissed off that he's done all this stuff for them. I don't even know if he would have had kids when he did or if he would have got married when he did or any of those things if it hadn't been for their expectations, really. They weren't in alignment with him at all. And he did a lot of stuff that he felt he had to, like follow particular customs. Um, in our culture, you know, a um, your mum's brother gives a lot in our, our functions at our weddings. My dad's got loads of nieces and he's done a lot um, you know, a lot of giving, which he really did not agree with. Uh, but he did it, but he would be miserable and so pissed off about it at home afterwards. And we'd all have to feel the price rather than saying, I don't, you know, I don't really want to do that, you know, or I'm not really happy with you right now. So I don't want to give you a load of money. He never said that he did it like even him, you know, so it's just funny. I just, and I think it's the intergenerational trauma as well. Like the repeating of the patterns in our families that our parents, did what their parents wanted them to do no question 
And that's something that my mum, I feel like I'm really moaning about my mum today. She said, oh, you know, you don't, you don't respect me. I never used to question what, what my parents said. And, you know, I used to listen to my mum. And I'm just like, mum, seriously, where did that get you? <laughs> like, um, just because I make my own decisions doesn't mean I don't respect you. I respect and love and care for you. And I, you know, try to show you that in so many ways. But I don't have to do the thing exactly the way you want me to do to prove to you that I love you. Right. That is deeper within herself and her own work. Um, and that's the thing about our parental expectations. And they can be huge and they can be a really heavy burden on you that can stop you from, you know, living life the way that you want. And I really believe that can really rob us of happiness. When we are trying to be someone that we are not, when we are trying to wear a mask that we are not, when we are hiding our truth, the true version of who we are, um, that is creates depression and anxiety and sadness. And it does not create our version of happiness. And also, it doesn't attract what we want in life. Like, it's really confusing. It's like, well, you, you, want, a, you want a partner, but you're hanging out with your, with your mum every day. You know, I so wanted a relationship and, you know, I wasn't gay. And me and my best friend, um, she and I were single together forever right forever forever and we both used to take care of our mums we were like our mums taking them on dates at the weekends and we would um she just doesn't live here anymore but we used to go out in the evenings just to get drunk and to just forget that we had to take care of our mums basically and all the expectations and the uh, responsibilities we felt by taking care of our mums because they'd been through a lot and we had both had that kind of weight on us since we were small young girls and we were both struggling to find love in this time um because doing that for your parents um it takes up space in your life and it means that there's not other space for what you do want in your life you know so if you're like doing what your mom and dad want to do at the weekends you're not doing what you want to do or you're not figuring out what you want to do and you're not figuring out who you are, right? Because if you're always trying to be this person that they all wanted you to be, you don't even know who you are. Like, I genuinely used to think that I wanted a big, big Indian wedding. I used to do spreadsheets of like, what this wedding was going to be like, what the theme was going to be like, what my groom, what my Indian groom would look like. I used to write all of that down because, you know, what they wanted had become what I wanted. But what I've discovered from you know, just sitting with myself and my own emotions and everything like this, all this work that I've been doing where I have been sitting in space and not pleasing people and not hanging out with mum all the time, um, is that I've discovered that I, I'm actually quite introverted and I really find big crowds quite stressful, especially after the pandemic. So having a wedding, like my cousin had like nearly a thousand people at his wedding, that would just make me sick. Um, in the morning of my own wedding, I was freaking out like two in the morning, like, what am I doing? Why have I organised a wedding? We should have just got married, just us and our mums. I hate too many people. I don't want people to look at me. So yeah, but for years, I thought I wanted just what my family wanted. And that's the thing. That's what family expectation can do is it can write in your brain what you think you want, but actually you don't know who you are. You don't even know what you want. Um, 
you know, using my mum as an example again, like who has always um, done stuff to please her family, her culture, her siblings, everyone. And now she's sitting in a place where she's not doing that anymore. It's like, and her kids don't need her as much. She's she's a little bit lost, better because she has, hasn't had that time to kind of figure out who she is and what she wants. But that's the beauty of having that space is that's where it comes. And I know that my mum is going to be a total butterfly. Oh, she already is. And I'll make sure she comes and talks about how you can even break expectations of family and things at, at like in your 60s. Like there is no age. Um, you can break your family expectations if you are divorced or single or widowed or, you know, anything. Like, so anybody listening to this and like, well, you know, I've, my marriage has failed and my mum and dad really don't want me to go be with someone. And I don't think I really want to be with someone from my own culture or anything like that. Like if that's you and you, and you stop because you're like, oh, it's going to really piss my mum and dad off. I'm going to ask you to be brave and do your healing work to be like, do I actually, what's my value? What do I want? What would make me happy? Um, is it in alignment with what my mum and dad want? yes or no if it's not when you're feeling strong enough and brave enough when you've done all your self-care you go and you tell them your truth you regulate before and after and they could be upset they might not talk to you they might do all the things because our parents can be really emotionally mature sometimes because of their own trauma and say like it's going to kill them you know a lot of drama but you just step out of it and you know, if they are brave, they have got a choice to grow into new space. They've got a choice to pick something different. And that is kind of beautiful for them. Sometimes it's about giving your parents an opportunity to change. And I've seen that with my own mum. She completely changed her expectations. She used to want me to marry a certain man and like if I if you guys had, if I did an interview with my mum of like 2000 and 2000 and uh maybe six or something she's just like a different person she wanted me to follow all the expectations because she was trying to please her own family she wanted me to do the same um to please her to please them right but like um and now she's a completely different person because i've pushed her into by being myself it's got her to step into herself if that makes sense so you can give your parents an opportunity and also, um, they may not agree and they may cut you off and it may be heartbreaking. And I did do an episode on this recently, which was around the grief of the childhood. But there's grief attached to that your parents aren't who you want them to be today. I, you know, I, I know someone that's going through that right now, that their parent is really just not there. And they are just having the realisation that they, you know, that, that they're just not there for them. And they won't accept their boundaries and they won't listen to them. And it's really, really sad. It's so about our parents' trauma and their own stories, but they don't see it like that. They see it as our fault and being blamed and shamed and stuff like that is a really hard feeling to feel. So if it gets really bad and it's kind of abusive or anything like that, I would suggest not reading it, not entertaining it, muting it, deleting it, blocking it. If it's really bad, if like they're raging for a long time, um, give them some time and some space and hopefully they can, you know, and you can um, define your boundaries as well. So like, this is what I'm going to do. 
and then you know if you know you're allowed to have an emotion but you have to accept this boundary of mine because otherwise you know um i just can't spend as much time with you and that's heartbreaking for them but that's part of their own journey it's so important for you to reclaim who you truly are as well and not trying to be the good girl for them because it's just not your job it's not your job anymore and you could do all the things for them and fold yourself up in all the different ways and it's not necessarily going to make any difference I mean it really didn't make my dad any different I did degree he wanted I did subjects he wanted I got a job he wanted I did all the things he wanted to he still wasn't very well mentally and still took his life so like I couldn't fix him by being the one the daughter he wanted because if that wasn't the problem the problem was with him and much much deeper it's also reframing it as well like you know if you're telling yourself I'm a really bad daughter for doing this I'm a really bad daughter if you're saying that to yourself then it's likely to make you feel bad right but if you reframe it as you know it's okay for me to choose my own happiness over my parents you know that doesn't make you a bad daughter that makes you a brave daughter I'm a brave daughter for choosing my own happiness. Imagine if your parents had chosen their own happiness, chosen their dreams, their goals, their life. Imagine how different their story would be and your story would be, right? By actually leaning into that. And that's what you're doing. And if you want to have a family, you're going to show your children that. It's pretty amazing stuff. The power of no is crazy. That is why you've got to check out my course which has got templates of how you can express this language and then how you can deal with the fear afterwards because it will be scary at first and then it will it will get easier like I was absolutely terrified the first time I was doing this with my mum and now I do it so easily I think it pisses her off so you know I I I don't I say no you know and I I just I notice it now and I'm like oh I just said no and I I feel I don't feel guilty like before my wedding my mother-in-law was she sort of said oh it'd be really you know it's such a shame that you're not going to chill with the fam family before the wedding like as in Simon's family and in the past I swear I would have overthought that so much and I could obviously she really wanted me to come around to spend time with them but I really wanted to spend it with my own family so I was just like yeah but I'll see them the day after the wedding and I'll see them plenty you know, um, I didn't just do it. I could feel the expectation. I know that's what she wanted. But if I did it, I would have really resented it and been a bit bitter and grumpy and it would have affected our relationship. And I didn't want that. So I did what I wanted to do. And, you know, I. it's not like she didn't feel loved by me or the family didn't feel loved by me during the wedding because I made sure that I showed them how much they mean to me. But in my own way, not in a way um, that maybe somebody else wants me to do for to make them feel you know more loved or whatever and that's the other thing you know somebody when a family member has that expectation of us to do something to feel loved but you know through this work you know that feeling of love and contentment comes within and sometimes there's no amount of love that people can say or do for you to actually feel it when when you struggle with that you know, um, I can't tell you how many people, and it was lovely on my wedding day, they were telling me how lovely I looked. And it was so nice. But something I've struggled with for a long, long time 
is like my body image and and the way I look actually and I'm a lot more neutral about it I I don't speak to myself horribly or anything anymore but I do find it difficult to be like oh my god I'm absolutely stunning I'm just not there yet maybe one day I will be and so like I'd get complimented all day long and it was lovely so nice but I, I literally couldn't feel it because of my own limiting beliefs around the way I look because of my own traumas like that is something I'm working on but you see that's the thing like we want to do something that will make our parents feel whole to fill them up to make their dreams come true but it's really it's kind of up to them so set yourself free and when you have less time you'll have so much more time to focus on you like what kind of career would you like what would what do you think your purpose is um, what kind of relationship do you want? Maybe you could go on more dates. Maybe you could, um, because you're not paying for stuff with family, um, you can go and invest in like a coach or somebody to help you. You know what I mean? It's pretty powerful stuff. And then as well, another thing that I love is that when you are authentic and you claim, reclaim who you are and you are it and you don't say no and everything. And then one moment they're like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And it's like, thank you. I made some really hard calls. I'm glad you're proud of me you know um like with my wedding for example like I know with some of my family members they weren't happy that I was living with my partner beforehand and I know that for sure like it didn't make my honey especially feel very comfortable but I know on that wedding day she could you know I said my speech and I feel like she could kind of understand why I made those choices and that they were right for me and although it may not be the path that she would choose for me but she was happy for me, you know, because I, because I stood in that and I own that. And that's what I so want for all of you because it's so, it grows your self-worth. It gives you freedom. It helps you to reclaim your true self. It helps you to find your purpose. It's really empowering to be able to say no to all of that expectation. I'm not saying it's easy and you're nervous system will be impacted but over time it will definitely get easier it's like anything and maybe you want to start with some gentle no's rather than some hard no's like sorry yeah I can't come that day rather than I won't be coming on this day every day for, for the rest of all t- time you know that might feel a bit too much for your nervous system so maybe start gently and then um you know breathe as you've said no and notice how you're feeling go back and journal um, connect with your inner child because there's probably something been activated there and just let the wave of oh my god I just said no to someone pass and just let it go and then you know it feels a little bit better and the other thing I was going to say is that really have a look as well at when you we've been so focused on our parental expectations and validation We actually don't know what our own values are. So exploring what your own values are is really powerful as well. I would really recommend that. So, you know, like if they believe in, like family, okay, great. But what does family mean to you? And what's, what's, you know, about what's an absolute that you agree with? What don't you agree with? Um, Do you not agree with like going to every family function because it's a complete waste of time and energy? Or do you actually really love going and you love seeing them? Like really think about what your values are, you know, and 
rather than just taking on your fam your parents values because sometimes your parents values are not actually their values they're just again something they've inherited which they think should be their value if you know what i mean so i think that was everything i wanted to say but if you've got some more questions i know it's scary to be brave and to own who you are i know that but it's so worth it and um just owning who you are so if you've got your own goals and you know you want to do stuff and they're like mm, really you're gonna do that yeah i am gonna do that so just being true to that and then going and speaking to your friends and your cheerleaders and your supporters that are like yeah well done go for your goal you can do it you know know who you can get validation from and know who you can't and know that they're not going to understand but it's okay that they don't understand because you're not going to die if they, you don't please them you're not going to die if you don't make them happy you see okay so that's it from me this week and i will speak to you soon and there we have it guys an episode completed i hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind there was alarm bells going you were all like ding that's totally me because that's what i was like when i started this journey and that is the start of the process finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life so i really hope it was helpful and before the next episode coming out next wednesday be sure to check us out on instagram so it's hearts underscore underscore happiness also we have a youtube channel where i share the videos i create for instagram on so you can check that out they come on about once a week and then we also have a facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation i want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas and then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as i create new services and support tools for you all you're the first to find out and i have a freebie on there so definitely check that out it's five books that transformed my healing so if you really want to kickstart and you know you're liking the content in here these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge so definitely check that out and i will speak to you next week i'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness take care